And this sermon is a continuation of the household series uh, that we started some months ago. We've taken some breaks with Advent and Epiphany and Christmas and whatnot. Uh, so we come back to the household series, picking up um, on the children of the household. So children, listen up this morning. Uh, parents, if they aren't listening now, now is the time for you to give them a little bit of an elbow jab to remind them we're talking to you kids. Uh, and as you're turning to Ephesians 6, uh, verses 1 through 3, I want to tell you a story. I especially want the young people uh, in this room to listen well to the details and think about how this might apply to you. Think of a time in your life uh, where something of this sort of thing has happened to you and what you might be able to take away from it as it applies to God's word this morning. Well, it was the 4th of July and I was around 12 years old. My cousins and I were uh, staying at my grandma's house for the night. Um, and this was a yearly tradition for us, staying at Momo's house is what we called her. That was my uh, grandma's name, still is what we call her. And my cousins uh, would travel in from uh, wherever they were living at the time. We had some, they lived in uh, North Carolina, and then we have some South Dakota at times, and Missouri, uh, Northern Indiana. So they would travel in for a week or so uh, throughout the year, and all the grandkids would stay at Momo's house. Um, and we would, uh, we would do all kinds of things. Uh, when we were doing in the summer. Uh, some can't even be named here, but mostly it consisted of playing video games all night long, um, and I mean all night long. Uh, we would have gumball wars on four-wheelers. Um, it would kind of be kind of like a, a jousting a match where we had two four-wheelers, two people would drive past each other, and there'd be two people on each. One would drive, and a person would sit on the back with re or green gumballs and a five-gallon bucket, and we would just kind of throw gumballs at each other, uh, driving past. It was it was a blast. This is what we would do in the summers, and we'd be We'd eat way too many pizza rolls. Okay, so th this is this is what summers look like at Momo's house. But one hot evening on the 4th of July, my cousin and I were giving a surprising amount of fireworks to do with as we pleased. As I look back now, um, we were giving every, given everything that a 12-year-old boy could ask for on the 4th of July. But there was just one rule. Do not set fireworks off in the direction of the propane grill. This was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the midst of paradise. Okay? There was just one thing that we couldn't do, but all, all the other fireworks were there for us to play with. Okay? So after we'd proved ourselves uh, with our bottle rockets that we, respond, we were responsible enough to be watched from the window instead of grandma looking over our shoulders. You know, We were shooting them out in the field, being good little boys and girls like we should, not shooting them at the grill. We, we, my cousin and I, we had this brilliant idea. Okay, so Grandma's now inside. She's watching from the window. She's trusting us a little bit more. She's kind of periodically checking in. She's not seeing us every moment. We had this idea. We wouldn't break the one rule, which was not setting fireworks off near the propane grill, but we would trick Momo into thinking that we had broken the, wrong, or broken the one rule and do it in the most dramatic and traumatic way possible. Okay? Here was the plan. Do you know what a smoke bomb is? Okay, you know what a smoke bomb is? It's pretty much the most boring firework there is. In fact, I don't think that you should even call them a firework because it doesn't really do much. It's, it's a major disappointment. You light it and you think, oh, it's called a smoke bomb. It's going gonna, it's gonna to blow up. It's a bomb, right? No, it just, it's just smokes. Okay? That, that's, it does stink. <laughs> anyway, we, we would take the normal colored smoke bomb uh, not the blue or the yellow ones or, or anything like that, but the plain ones that just look like smoke. Okay, They were the most boring anyway, so we would decide uh, that, that we would get the most use out of these boring smoke bombs. They're not good for anything, really. So they just look like smoke. Okay, 
So since we knew that they were harmless, because they're just smoke bombs, and for sure would not explode, we would throw one of these smoke bombs underneath the propane gas grill, then come rushing in fake, fake anxiousness to Momo at the window, kind of beating on the door and beating on the window uh, when she wasn't watching. Okay, so she's not going to see us put, us put it under. We're going to come when she's not watching, beating on the door, beating on the window, and make her think that we broke the one rule and that we were about to pay for it big time by her propane gas grill exploding, thinking that it was about to make a real bomb. Okay, that was the plan. But we did it. We started the smoke bomb, put it directly under the grill. There was kind of a grill cover on it, so it was just smoking all around the grill. And then we went banging on the window, screaming, Mama, Mama, come quick! Hurry, hurry, hurry! So she comes rushing outside, and immediately seeing the grill engulfed in white-gray smoke, she comes rushing out the door in a frenzied panic. And it worked beautifully. She did exactly what we wanted her to do. She was freaking out. And about the time that we were going to let loose, roll on the grass laughing, and, and just say, Momo, it's just a joke, then she said. Now, I'm going to caveat what she said by saying, I now think that she was absolutely right. She could have blamed what she said on a mixture of sleep deprivation from us keeping her up all night or awestruck terror from what had just happened. But I think out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You stupid kids, you caught the grill on fire! This is what Momo said to us. So wide-eyed and jaw-dropped, both of us stood there in shock. My cousin and I were like, what? <laughs> you should know, Momo was and is a saint if there ever was one. Okay? Never in a million years would either of us have expected that Momo would call anything stupid, much less one of her beloved grandchildren. This just really caught us off guard, okay? But that's where I want to pick up on our text this morning and preach to you children the absolute seriousness of obeying and honoring your parents. So the text is Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to look at verses 1 through 3, just a short passage to the children this morning and by extension to the adults as well. These are the words of God, so let's give attention to them this morning. Children. Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land. The word of God for his people. Pray. Father, we come to your word this morning. It is holy. It is inspired. Um, and in the text that we are in today, it, it's pretty straightforward and simple. But Lord, we pray that as we're coming to your word, that we would take it to heart. Open our hearts this morning, especially to the children. I pray that you would turn the, the hearts of the children to their fathers and the, the fathers to the children, as your word says. Lord, I pray that you would give us all a heart for the family of God, what we are supposed to be doing um, as we come together as your people. But especially, Lord, I pray that you would impress upon the children how you speak to them this morning. Speak to us all. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, children. Let's go back to the story about the smoke bomb. I know that's what everyone's already thinking about anyway. Let me ask you a question. As a child, okay, little Mason, 12-year-old Mason, was I obeying my grandparent in the Lord for this is right? In that story. The, 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 law, gave, uh, the law she gave my cousin and I 
was do not set off any fireworks in the direction of the gas grill. Now, the reason she said this was because that propane gas uh, on the bottom of the grill is filled with an extremely explosive gas called propane, okay? The stuff that wasn't in our, in our propane tank out there this morning. But on the bottom of the, the, the grill is a gas tank that has very explosive gas in it that could blow up, okay? If it caught fire uh, by a firework, it would be the biggest boom that you ever saw on the 4th of July, okay? So that's why she said don't do that. But we didn't throw a real firework under there. I mean, it was just a smoke bomb. We threw, we threw the thing that doesn't even blow up. They call it a bomb, but it's not really a bomb. So let me ask you again. When we threw that little harmless smoke bomb under the grill, did we obey? No, we did not obey. And let me tell you why. Children, this is where you guys mess up more than any other area. And I know because I've been a kid. And I have four kids of my own, and I know the way that your brain works. I know that you are tempted to follow the exact command and feel like everything else is okay, so long as you don't break the rule exactly how a mom and dad worded it. Okay? That's what our tendency to do. We see, this is the rule, mom said it this way, but if I do it that way, that's a little bit different than what mom and dad said, that's all right, but it's not. That's actually disobedience. But let me tell you how Jesus thinks about breaking commandments and breaking instructions that are given to us. Jesus reminds us that breaking the law isn't about doing the bare minimum and following the exact rule as it's worded. It's about the heart. Okay? It's about your heart, and it's about the heart of the one commanding you and bringing those two things together, about bringing hearts together. So Jesus says things like um, that not killing someone is uh, not obeying the law to, to not murder, or by, by, by just not killing someone um, and still hating someone, for instance, that's still murder, okay? He'll say, but I say to you, if you're even angry with someone in your heart, that you are liable to the fires of hell. I want you to think about how serious that is. That Jesus says if you are angry with someone in your heart, if you hate someone in your heart, that that's just as bad as murdering someone. That's just as bad as the person that would end up in hell because they didn't repent, Okay? So you see, Jesus isn't that impressed by the fact that people didn't kill somebody in their body, but is actually much more concerned about where your heart is at in the matter. It's not just about not doing the thing he says not to do. It's about where your heart is at with the command that he gives to you. And you might say, children, but, well, Jesus was talking to adults there. He was talking to Pharisees. But I say to you, children, that even a child is known by his doings. In other words, what you do, children matters, even as children. It tells us that in Proverbs 21, that even a child is known according to his doings. So what you do matters. And if children were excused from following the law, if children were excused from the commandments, then why does Paul quote the fifth commandment to honor your mother and father right after saying children should obey your parents? So even children are accountable to the law of God. All children are accountable to their sins and those sins are a matter of the heart. Your heart matters. It matters the way that you're acting around your parents. And what this means is that the day when my cousin and I threw the smoke bomb under the grill, we disobeyed in our hearts, and we were responsible for it. Even though it wasn't a, a real firework, even though we knew it wouldn't blow up, we were disobeying because we, our hearts were not connected to what our grandma's heart was for us in that moment. Okay? And why was this disobedience, you might ask? 
people because our hearts were trying to deceive our grandparent into thinking that we had disobeyed her instruction. But in the end, we were going to pronounce ourselves righteous because it was only a prank, right? Okay, we were, the prank was on us. The joke was on us, okay? Because the joke uh, that we thought was uh, the joke was the, the appearance of evil, okay? That was what our joke really was. If you really boil it down to what we were doing, the joke was is we're going to make grandma think that we did something evil, and we think that's funny, okay? But that's actually sin. That's a sin to do that. Our hearts were saying, wouldn't it be funny if we made Mummo think that we disobeyed, but we actually didn't? That's sin. In our immaturity, we thought that the appearance of sin would be comical, would be a joke. But also in our immaturity, we didn't realize that, that that was sin itself, that it was disobedience because our hearts were not set towards obeying Momo, but pushing the boundaries as far as we could. Where she said, don't do this, and we said, well, we're going to change it a little bit and do this, and think that we're still in a good relationship with Momo. But that, it can't be that way. In this sin, we dishonored our parents. And we broke God's commandment. That's the simple truth to it. It was sin. And you know what God says, or God's word says about things like this? Disobedience, dishonor? He says it's stupid. He says it's stupid. Proverbs 12.1 says, Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. But he who hates correction is stupid. Stupid. We hated that Momo put boundaries on our play. We didn't want the rules to be there. We despised the instruction of our authority figure and made fools of ourselves. And Momo's pronouncement couldn't have been more sagely pronounced from Solomon himself or more prophetic than Isaiah when she said, you stupid kids. She was speaking the Bible over us, saying, what you have just did, children, is stupid. It is foolish. And she was right. And to add to our sin, for years after that, uh, for years after she called us stupid, we would say things to her, taunting her, saying things like, I can't believe you called us stupid, Momo, making her feel awful. That even furthered the sin, continuing to make it worse. Like little Pharisees in need of a spanking by Jesus, we were foolish kids in need of even more discipline. We needed more discipline. In our stupidity, we missed the fact that the trap that we had set for her caught our leg instead. The joke was actually on us. So what's the big takeaway for today, children? It's that obedience and honor to parents doesn't just mean following only what mom and, said, mom and dad said in their exact wording. Follow the heart of your parents. Figure out where your mom or your dad's heart is. Figure out where your grandparents' heart is and follow them and the commandments that they're giving to you because they love you. That's what you should take away from this passage this morning. Remember who it was in the Garden of Eden who tried to twist the commandment of God to tempt Eve to eat of the fruit. Who was it, kids? It was Satan. It was the serpent, right? And he said this, Did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? Right? He's trying to twist what God had said, trying to stretch the truth, trying to go around the boundaries just a little bit more and push back. And if you remember, God said that they could eat of any tree of the garden except of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Just like uh, Momo said, we could play with anything in that bag of fireworks. We were living in paradise. Okay? We were setting up bottle rockets, Roman candles, M80s, all kinds of firecrackers, having a blast. We were in adolescent paradise, but we couldn't be content with that. We wanted just a little bit more thrill. We wanted a taste of what it would be like to just push that boundary just a little bit more. 
That's what we did. We pushed the boundaries and we sinned. Now, mind you, Momo didn't tell us to stay away from the grill because she wanted us to have our fun aggravated. Right? She wasn't trying to, to, to stifle us. She was keeping us from blowing ourselves up. She was keeping us literally from killing ourselves. Now, we disregarded that at the time because we thought we were smarter, right? We thought we could blow, throw that smoke bomb under there and everything would be fine. But children, it's the same with your parents and your Lord. They don't give you instruction just to stifle your freedom. They give it to you to protect you from harm and provide lifelong structure to you to set you up for success. They give you instruction to lead you into blessing. They want good things for you because they love you. The truth of the matter is, is that we very well could have blown ourselves up with that smoke bomb that day. Right? If you think about it, because that fuse at the top of the smoke bomb that we thought was harmless because it didn't explode, that burns a flame the entire time it's smoking. So had there been a gas leak in that propane grill that was in the middle of summer in that heat, had there been a gas leak and there have been fumes built up underneath the hood of that, that gas grill, that could have easily made a huge explosion. Okay? We were wise in our own eyes and became fools. Okay? But thankfully, the Lord spared us from making a much bigger boom at the 4th of July than we had planned. It was God's sheer grace that we didn't blow ourselves up in our sin. It is absolute grace that I'm here this morning. Now, consider the blessing that comes with obedience in light of our, our, our situation. Verse 3, if you have your Bibles in front of you, verse 3 says that there's a promise to honoring your mother and your father. And that is that it will go well with you and that you will live long in the land. If my cousin and I had continued on in this life of dishonor and disobedience, how long do you think that we would have lived? Not very long. Not very long at all. It only takes one propane tank explosion to ruin all the 4th of July is going forward. To not live a long life. We could have been cut off right there. Not living long in the land. Not having our, well go, or our way go well with us. That would have been a very, very bad day. Grace is why we're here this morning. The same goes with you and your obedience or disobedience to your parents. Ask yourself, how long does the fun actually last when you disobey? When you're living like that, seriously, how, how long does the fun last when you start to push those boundaries and push back? Not very long, right? There are consequences to your sins. But just as true as the consequences is that there is blessing for your obedience. Okay? Have you ever noticed how everything seems to come together in the home when you're on your best behavior? When you're doing what mom and dad says and you're obeying from the heart and you're really striving to please mom and dad? This is God's plan being fulfilled in your life. This promise that's given to you here in verse 3 that it will go well with you and that it'll live, you'll live long in the land is literally happening when you're obeying your parents. God's blessing you, and he's bringing his promises true to you. It's not just to adults that they get all the promises. Even children, even now, can experience the blessing of God. So God is telling you children this morning a very simple command. Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And he tells you this because God loves you. God loves you. That's why he gives this command to you. He's protecting you. He's, he's even promising you that it will go well with you and that you will live long. That's a great blessing, isn't it? To live long, to enjoy your life. So, so hear this not just from me this morning, but from the Lord. It is his heart to turn your heart to the heart of your parents. That's what God does. He brings families together. He brings the kids back to the fathers, the fathers to the kids, and, and mends these relationships. You'll notice when we go uh, into the next verse, it talks about fathers don't provoke your children to wrath. 
okay? Because he wants fathers to have their hearts turned towards their kids as well. This is what God does. He brings families together. And God wants joy and peace in your family now. And you, children, have a responsibility to play in that. You, you, you take part in that blessing of God in your family. There's something for you to do. You are responsible for that. And he also desires love and blessing for your future, not just now in your family, but your future. That, that promise is extended to you if you obey in faithful service to the Lord, that you'll live long in the land. That's a life of blessing. But it's not just while you're under mom and dad's roof. It's further out into your life. So next time your parents give you instructions, don't just try to do the bare minimum of what they said. Try to please and honor them by your total obedience to them, not just to the command. Think about that. The Bible says obey your parents, not just obey what your parents tell you. There's actually a little bit of a difference there. Did you catch the difference? The Bible says obey your parents in the Lord for this is right, not just obey what your parents said. Right? What the heart of the text is telling us this morning is that children need to look to the parents to obey them. It's similar to the way that we follow Christ. Okay? We don't just follow the law. We don't just follow what God says in the law. We follow Jesus himself. Okay? He is our leader. He is the one that has a heart after us. He is the one that leads us into salvation even. He is the only one that can provide that for us. The words he speaks cannot. Okay? The, the, the law cannot save. Only Christ can save. It's the same kind of thing when hearts of the children need to be turned towards the parents. They are the ones that are going to be able to help you through life. And remember, it's not just about doing what they say, not just doing the right thing. It's about the heart. That's what this all boils down to. It's having your heart right with God, having your heart right in your families. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the blessing of, of children. We thank you that that is... Uh, the future that you've given to us. So, Lord, I pray that um, as parents in this room, that you would help us to have a heart for our kids. I pray that you would help us to stay steadfast in our discipline and uh, be mindful of the things that we are commanding, that we might not provoke them to anger, that we wouldn't put burdens on them that are too heavy for them to carry. And, Lord, we pray for the children this morning. We ask that you would help their hearts as they're striving to obey our commands. I pray that they would be ready and quick to please their, their fathers and their mothers, their grandparents, and that they would honor their father and their mother, that they might live long in the land and that it might go well with them. We want that blessing upon our kids, and we pray all these things in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. Well, let's continue to worship this morning uh, by standing and singing together, Trust and Obey. I think we are actually going